0: Hi everyone. I'm Annika and this is the Tried and Truth podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Tried and Truth podcast. As we wrap up another year, I just want to say thank you for tuning in to this podcast and taking me along with you wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, we've all got So much on our plate, so taking the time and making the choice to listen here is a true gift. It's hard to believe that another year has gone by, and we've just had so many awesome guests here on the podcast in this first year. I wanted to share just 10 quick snippets from a few of these episodes that have really served as golden nuggets in my own life, and hopefully in yours, too. You know, I always love listening to the best of episodes on other people's podcasts, maybe because I'm just a sum it all up kind of gal. And it's always just so helpful, especially when you're up against time or a memory that's bombarded by overwhelming realities and tasks and duties. So whether you're being reminded of these conversations or maybe you're hearing them for the first time, there are so many good nuggets in today's episode. We might even lead you to go back and listen during uh, this quieter or maybe busier season and be encouraged or even re-listen to them, uh, sharing them with friends as well. There might be a few nuggets that you think might be really helpful to someone that you know. So especially this time of year, we can all use some extra encouragement, some extra wisdom and reminders just to really help us close out this year in meaningful ways as we prepare. For the next, as one of the guests early on in the season, Jerry Dugan says, "There's only one direction, and it's forward." So as we go forward into this next year, onward we go together. So I'll start with a clip from one of our recent episodes with Britt Goff. I know a lot of you might be going through this hard season, whether it's personally or professionally. So if you're in a season of maybe waiting or a season that just feels really hard in this kind of stuck hard place, know that you're not alone. You know, sometimes we've gotta sit in those hard seasons and and work through the hard as it builds us resilience and strengthens us. It also helps us and sometimes even forces us to keep our fires lit in other ways and other creative ways and to keep it burning. As long as it needs to burn there so that our light can continue to shine. So here's what Britt had to say.
1: And it's not hard to find other people that are sitting in the hard. (laughs) There's probably somebody that you will pass today in your life face to face that's in the hard too. Most of us are. I think the seasons of not sitting in the hard are few and far between and they're beautiful, but they're not the goal. Sometimes the goal is learning how to sit in the hard and find this contentment. And seeing the beauty, as much as it stinks, as hard as it is, the hard is more of our calling than the mountaintop. Unfortunately, that's a part of our life, but we get to find peace in the hard, And that is sometimes more the idea of the mountaintop than we realize. We get confused and we think this mountaintop where everything's perfect, that is the goal. That's what I'm striving for. But we get to live life today with peace and joy in the hard, and that truly is the fulfillment that we're seeking.
0: It's so encouraging to know that if you're waiting in the hard, that you're not alone and that, as Britt says, it's truly maybe that fulfillment that we're actually seeking is in these hard places. So if you're finding yourself, you're feeling maybe stuck or just feeling like you're not really sure what next is, or perhaps the things that you thought were going to transpire in this season look a little bit different. I love the conversation with singer, songwriter, and harpist Megan Tibbetts. Her story is really fun and really inspiring. So if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely one that you'll want to listen in on. It's just such a good reminder of learning where and how to find favor, where the favor is, and following where you're being led and where God has you now. So take a lesson to these words for Megan.
2: And sometimes it's a matter of getting unstuck of what I want and moving where I can see he's moving. Mm, So that's good. So when I started playing the harp, that wasn't my dream. I want to be a harpist. (laughs) That was never my dream, but I saw there was a ton of favor there. Mm. And I and I followed it. And though that's not what god made me to be necessarily a harpist that's what he has seemed to in this season used to open some doors and get me in the door
0: so often i find that we hold too tightly to you know quote unquote the plan the paths that maybe whether it be the education system or maybe our employers our bosses our parents or maybe society have imposed on us Yet what happens in this tightly gripped place is that we leave little to no margin for wonder or for opportunities along the way. Jenny Nuccio, she's a CEO of Imani Collective and co-founder of the School of Ethical Impact doing some really incredible work. She shares a little bit about where magic really happens in our lives.
3: If when we're willing to step out of that box or that that pre- planned whatever agenda for our life, that's when like the magic happens. Because
0: Since so much of the work that Jenny does is really around impact and helping small businesses figure out how they can lead with more impact, I thought I'd share this clip as
3: well. Being a leader is not, you know, it's not just about this power player being of authority, but it's actually being on the same level of whoever you're leading, right? So it's this honest conversation. It's this vulnerability. And, and we hear that a lot from Brene Brown about this vulnerable leadership or what that looks like. And mm. if you're not willing to sh- show up, you know, for your people, you're not willing to open up for them as well. Um, then they won't do that for you either. And so that's where tra- transformation really begins with you. Right? It begins with you. And so that's what we challenge people is like, if you want to see impact out there, if you want to see it in your business, like it starts with you.
0: Here's celebrity life coach and best selling author, Susie Moore, on her only regret.
4: You know, I really don't have regrets in my life, but this is kind of the only regret. Like, I wish I let myself be happier and I wish I let myself fully step into the experiences that I had, even the difficult ones, like knowing that it's all temporary, knowing that there is a plan that I can trust that's bigger than I understand. And I think that this is a common regret for people later in life too. I think that's
0: such a powerful thought just to think of how much happiness we have just left at the table and how much we have missed out on simply because we didn't allow ourselves to see happiness in hard times or just fully experience all that was around us in various stages of our lives and just even the reminder of how much happiness is all around us if we choose to choose it and choose to see it and really accept it. Uh, One of the things I love about Susie's work is just her take on confidence and I think it's something that everyone struggles with at one point or another and one that we can all continue to grow in and so I want to share her take on confidence from our conversation.
4: Confidence is, my definition is just simply a person's willingness to be uncomfortable, right? Anyone can be uncomfortable for a few seconds, right? It's proven that the average emotion is only 90 seconds long. We can do anything for 90 seconds, right? Most people just aren't willing. They're not willing to experience any temporary fleeting emotion that's negative. But without confidence in life, you have nothing. You have nothing. Without confidence, you have nothing. I really, this bears repeating. What can you do in this world, even if you're tremendously gifted and tremendously loving and you have tremendous talents? If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in what you can do and the possibilities that are before you, nothing will happen.
0: I just want to encourage you that wherever you are, leaning into that place and just finding whatever peace and happiness and joy is where, where you are. You know, one of my favorite conversations was uh, with author, illustrator, and artist Tabitha Page. If you haven't listened to her episode, it is one you'll definitely want to go back and check out. She shares in this conversation how a small act of courage launched her business and so much more about facing our greatest, greatest fears in life, But here is one of my greatest takeaways for those seasons where we might be feel like we're in a little bit of a slump or we're needing a little bit of extra
5: inspiration. How do we stay inspired? I feel like a surfer sitting on my surfboard, like waiting for that perfect wave. And that's another part of faith too. It's like, God, am I ever going to have inspiration again? Am I ever going to have something to paint that I really want to paint again? And that's part of that faith. But I find that comforting just because that's just life. That's all of us. It doesn't matter if you're an artist, um, whatever your outlet is, whether it's just, you know, feeling like you're in a slump with creating activities to entertain your children. It doesn't matter what it is. We all go through those ups and downs where we feel like we're just killing it. And then we feel like, Oh man, is this ever going to, is this ever going to come back? Am I ever going to feel good about this? part of my journey again but I really feel like just stepping aside and leaning into those seasons because it's all seasons if you kind of look at your life like that you know summer winter or summer fall winter and spring we do different things throughout the year our minds go to different places throughout those seasons and it's no different with creativity and inspiration And you know what, if we need to be a little bit more internal for a season and just more reflective and work on in just a different part of our hearts and our minds, then that later will probably fuel that inspiration and creativity.
0: She also shares in this episode that it's not this linear path that the world teaches us that you have to follow to really be successful, but it's about your own journey and that you get to design it, that you're this master creator of your path and we also have this ability and opportunity just to let go of these expectations that we have decided are going to be the only way to have this happy, successful life and just letting that go, letting that go and just allowing ourselves to just step into our opportunity to create these paths and change our paths along the way. I had a friend of mine who also happens to be a life coach on the show who has an incredibly powerful story. She has worked as a marriage and family therapist, and now she helps many people, especially women, through her specific area of counseling and coaching, which is really around restoration and confidence coaching. Helping people to really recover and be restored and post trauma. And, you know, in all the work that she's done, I had a, a really important question to ask her and take a listen to what I asked her and her answer on what the number one thing that holds people back in life is. What do you find in your coaching holds people back the most? Like, where do you feel like people hit this wall in life? So I think the biggest thing is fear. And I think fear is the greatest
2: wall because we get stuck in this comfortable fear. We get stuck because it's easier to just wish than it is to actually do the things it takes to get to where you want to be.
0: And so, and it also by moving out of fear, then you have accountability and you have to Force yourself to do things that you've never done before. And so our brains want to keep us in this fear. And I say comfortable fear, even though we don't like it, we still know what to expect. And so we can sit in it for years and not grow because, well, our brains can't really tell the difference between a real fear, real life-threatening fear, and just the fear of the unknown it was interesting to hear Tammy share that this is the number one greatest wall that holds you back. Because I know how powerful of an emotion that fear can be, especially if it's not channeled in the right place. It can definitely be also consuming in a very negative way. Or when we do relinquish that control and allow it to overpower things, it will absolutely get in that driver's seat of our lives. So, in order for us to properly position fear, and this is something that I have to work on almost daily, we have to break its power. The best way that I know how to do this is to really switch these positions with it, to move it out of this driver's seat of my life when that that doubt or that just true deep emotion of fear sets in and put it in the backseat of my thoughts. Because it's really hard to make such a powerful emotion completely go away, right? It's this human instinct that we've been given, and it is a gift to have this human instinct. When it's not in control, we can actually start to see out this windshield, especially because it's kind of taken control of where we're headed. We can actually get that opportunity to see out this windshield, see a little bit more clearly, and also really step on that gas to move forward from this moment or season or maybe this state of almost like paralysis of thought. Um, Tammy went on to say in this episode that if fear is something that you really struggle with she kind of gave this tip of just writing down what's on your mind and what it is that you fear in any situation whether that's maybe fear of failing or fear of something going wrong or something happening or the outcome and really naming that, and not letting judgment get in your way for even thinking those fears, and then identifying you know what the truths are and what the lies are in what you've written down, and allowing yourself to really, from that point, putting fears in their proper place so that you can move towards the next thing, and not letting fear hold you back. And now a few golden nuggets for those of you who would maybe put yourself in this perfectionist category, maybe you're always wanting to do what's best, or maybe you want to just fit in, you see where everybody else is, and you want to be there too, or you want to be aiming for that next goal for how far you've actually come, or perhaps focusing just so much on your own path that we forget all the eyes, little and big, that are around us watching as we venture down our own paths. So first, I want to share a dear friend of mine, Daphne Ford. Um, Daphne has worked in the professional development space for a very long time, and she has such encouraging words to share about just our own journey towards success and our pursuits towards it and how we're all leaders in every area of our lives. I thought her spin on this was really interesting.
6: So success, just like life, is just a journey. And along that journey, we accomplish big and small tasks that are seen as successful to others. And that's why we also have to Embrace the things that we have accomplished and remind ourselves of how far we've actually come along on this journey, instead of continuing to look at how far we have left to go, right? And also acknowledging that the little things that we've done that we may not see as successful, others have seen as successful, is actually creating paths. For those that want to get to where we are. I love that. You know, so I we that. have to realize that as even though I'm just thinking about me and what I need to accomplish, I'm not realizing that the college student that just started shadowing me at work is like looking at me like, oh my gosh, I need to do that too. Right. And I'm opening doors and it, that she's able to come along on right so we have to see how you know the little things we do are actually big impacts for others too
0: people are always learning from us we have come so far yet all we can fixate on is how far we have to go and we also forget everything that's happened along the way you know i just think back to those times maybe it was in college or in a job interview for one of your first jobs and you just couldn't even see past that. You couldn't see past that grade. You couldn't see past that phone call or just waiting for that phone call. And and yet you overcame so many of those things, right? You've done so many really hard things and yet we feel like the hard things in front of us are sometimes insurmountable. And so just being reminded of how far we come and I'm knowing that our story is actually inspiring other people around us, even when we feel like we still have so much more to go or that others are in a whole different frame of thought or maybe field or areas of interest. Like The things that we have accomplished still are a powerful and encouraging story. Even if it's not in the actual work being done, it's in the pursuit of that work or the passion or the effort that went into that. So just being reminded that you are creating an impact all around you. One of my own personal favorite books was Boy Mom by Monica Swanson. I've listened to this book on audiobook twice and was so excited to have her on as a guest, um, especially during these last two years where we've had a lot more time in our homes with our kids. For those of you that have kids, it was just she talks a lot about raising kids of character a lot of her work is around character training which I think is so vital and if I didn't mention very hard especially today when everything feels so countercultural but here was her tip on staying in our own lane even when it feels different and as you all know I have a few episodes around just being different and really embracing our differences so I loved this conversation with her so take a listen.
2: And so I think just being able to say, you know what, I think in time it's going to pay off to just walk in our convictions, be true to who we are, not compare ourselves to what the neighbors are doing or the kids at school or anyone online, but just keep doing, because one day you're going to hit that point where you look back and you're like, I am so glad That we did it our way and we didn't conform to what other people were doing. And I always call it upstream parenting because I just believe, you know, this culture wants to take our kids and our families to just such a dark, awful place. And I'm like, no, keep swimming upstream. Do what, you know, keep your eyes on the prize of raising these great kids who are going to be, you know, world changers one day keep committed and don't compare yourself. I comparison is such a trap. And so, yeah, sometimes your kids are going to look different. There's times where I was like, Oh my goodness, my kids are nerds. Like they are so nerdy, but then they go, <laughs> like, wow, that worked. You know, they're, do- they're doing really well in college and they're not nerdy at all now, but that was okay. I had to be okay saying they weren't looking like all the cool kids. They looked like themselves and they were passionate about things that weren't super trendy or cool. And, you know, they were into bird watching and and computer coding and things that, you know, they just followed their interests. But you have to just tell yourself over and over, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. We're doing what we're about. And then one day you look back and you're just so glad you did.
0: I love how she ended this. It's going to be okay. We're doing what we're about. And one day we're going to look back and be so glad you did. And just this reminder to stay the course. And also the reminder that there's no right one way to do something. You know, everybody has a different take on everything. And everyone has made decisions at the expense of other decisions and there's always so much more to everybody's post or their stories or their job title or the place that they're at in life so just keep swimming in your own lane and as we were told as kids like keep your eyes on your own paper because in the end it will all be worth it so if you've ever met someone and been like oh my goodness i could learn so much from you that was me when i met may brayton I was so glad she agreed to being a guest on the podcast. As it was a really fun conversation. May's world is an improv. <laughs> you know, teaching it and being part of it. And wow, there is so much that we can learn from those who have courageously stand up on a stage without a plan. I mean, if you think about what your life would be like if you just stood up to life and faced life every day with no plan and had no fear of failure. So she talks a lot about seeing failure as an opportunity and loves really talking with others about seeing failure in a new light. And I, I love this take on failure that she had to share.
7: Yeah, I think that when you are willing to fail, it opens up so many doors. Um, like when we see somebody make a mistake in an improv game I think the best thing to do is just to get around and clap and cheer because they put themselves out there because it's it's scary to fail in front of people and to know that everyone's supporting you is magical. I also think that if you are not failing on a regular basis, you are not innovating. If you have like five funny voices and five funny characters that you always pull out in any scene regardless, audiences are going to eventually tire of it. So you have to come up with ways of continuing to entertain. And to do that, you have to try something you haven't tried before. Otherwise, it's not going to be new to anyone. It's not interesting. I think we're
0: all so scared to fail. To fail, right? Like whether that's failing at work, failing on a project, failing at trying something new. But this idea that if we're not failing, we're not innovating. We're really staying stuck in these places of comfort and we just really get used to just our own way of doing things the same way and we just miss so many opportunities to grow and to innovate and to transform and to be transformed so so fun to hear from someone that is in a completely different world that is so much more exciting and so much more risk-taking and it was just really inspiring to me just to think about how many more risks that I could take in my daily world and see them truly as opportunities. So my final guest-given golden nugget really lines up with this season of gift-giving. The episode was with a really good friend of mine, Mary Clay Gupton. Her episode was all around faith and work. And during this conversation, she shared a concept that her grandmother taught her. After episode, I quickly took this and have just loved it ever since she calls it being the balcony people. You know, the people that are on the balcony, cheering others on, calling out the gifts, really seeing those gifts, right? When you're the balcony people, you're seeing who's really good at certain things and just what is kind of exemplified in others and calling out those gifts and those good things in others and helping them grow and encouraging them and inspiring them and uh, motivating them to keep going, right? You know, we all fundamentally know that it's better to give than to receive, and how much we all actually get from giving something good. And so go give out some some good. Call out the good. Maybe it's in your spouse. Maybe it's in your team. Maybe it's just in someone checking out the grocery store. Maybe it's calling out the strengths in someone on your team, or just naming out loud those reasons that we're grateful. I think sometimes that people... We assume that they know, but really to go speak those life-giving words into others and letting them know why you're grateful or what you appreciate about them really makes such a difference. If you're a thank you card writer, I think this is such a huge opportunity. I think a lot of people don't see these anymore. So whether it's a thank you note or a thank you email, adding one or two extra lines to whatever it is that you're saying, not thanks so much for that, but elaborating on that and just what that meant to you really goes a huge and long way so figure out where those around you maybe want to grow and help open those doors for them so You know, I just want to encourage you to go be those balcony people that the world needs so much more of this next year. I think so often, especially in our culture, we feel like we want to be the stage people, the people on the stage. And we'll all have our chance for that in due time and in those various stages and seasons of life, as Tabitha mentioned. But for now, just go and sow that encouragement or that joy or that awe. Uh, and that love that we all need to see more of so that it can continue to grow and multiply in the world around us so thanks for joining me on this best of 2021 golden nuggets from some amazing guests who've invited us into their stories and shared their tried and truth insights that can really just help us all along the way so until next time